from the heart of New York City. He is the human suplex machine. This is the Taz Show. Yeah, yeah. Talking wrestling, sports, and beyond. It's the Black Tower Maniac coming out of Brooklyn. A one-man crime spree. He gonna leave you shook. Try to beat him if you can and survive if he lets you. Human suplex and he coming for you too. Better watch out. The guy your mother warned you about. And he's got one question. I'll inform you about like. You're not afraid of a little competition, are you? Award-winning host and former world heavyweight champion, Taz. Yeah, yeah. Just one of those days. Just one of those days when you're just a little behind the eight ball. That's what it is for me today. Running late, Jones. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to a uh, Thursday edition of the Taz Show as I go through my gimmick on my phone looking for my Schneebus Furnum Dynaflow, and I can't find it. But I digress. Yeah, welcome to the show. Kind of busy here. I got a lot of stuff I'm dealing with that has nothing to do with this show right now. So I got stuff I'm trying to fix. I'm trying to work out on the phone. I'm trying to look for something on the social media to talk about on the show. I can't find that. Ball dropping Jones. Yeah, what's going on? Welcome to the show. I'm uh, going to do a lot of stuff here in the next two hours. Going to bring you a lot of... Uh, I just spewed out while I was talking. Spitball Jones. I'm going to give you a lot of uh, a lot of chat here. I'm going to talk a little bit about the NXT. I got a chance to watch that yesterday. I watched a good percentage. Uh, Captain, did you get a chance to watch NXT? Yeah, caught about 84%. Oh, Look at you. I'm at 99%, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Full in Ball Deep Jones. Yes. Yes. So, uh, huh. So if you want to call the show, you can do that. It's a very simple process. Uh, very simple. Attention hotline fans. 866-475-2948. That's an 866-47. Okay. 866-475-2948. Look, you know the number. You don't even need to tell you the number. Ah, all right, jobbers. What's going on? Yeah, so uh, let's talk a little about the NXT. Uh, like I said, going to talk about that. Going to talk a little TNA. Uh, also, uh Heard uh, some interesting um, audio, post-game Jones, uh, from the Bill Belichick. We'll do, get that in a little while. From the New England Patriots, the head coach there, the head cheese. The great coach of the New England Patriots. I'm going to let you uh, guys check out some of the stuff I uh, listen to when I can't. My new thing to help me get to sleep at night. Some of you people use pills. Some use liquor, hard liquor. Some use running your face into a wall and then you just knock yourself out to go to bed at night. Whatever you do is fine, but I might have a new remedy for you to go to sleep at night, and I'm going to get to that in a little bit here, thanks to Coach Belichick. Uh, what else we got? We got? There's a lot. There's a lot going on here. I mean, later on, we'll do the Facebook Live. We know that. That's a big thing. Everybody loves the Facebook Live. Oh, yeah. Facebook Live. I love when you do that, Taz. But the new thing, the new thing that's happened with the Facebook Live now with the Taz Show... Like a lot of these cats, they don't they don't listen or watch the show the first three segments. You see, can't do that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Free turkey sandwich with Swiss lettuce and tomato. They want it fourth quarter, and that's it. They're the ones that walk around the supermarket just grabbing the free samples, exactly, and not buying yes. anything and walking. And they out. just leave. Now I got to do recap city, like in the fourth quarter. Well, if you didn't hear this in the first seg, or you didn't hear this in the second seg, no, that's not happening anymore. I did that yesterday. And I'm not doing it anymore. No. No, it's not happening. No, sorry. No! Too bad. Okay? Tired of being nice to everybody. I'm telling you, I'm done with this nice thing. Done. Oh, I don't know why you're laughing, but I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I've been too nice. It lasted a whole eight minutes. Right? <laughs> Dude, I'm just telling you right now. I'm done with it. 
abdominal. Tired of getting my nuts twisted. There was a lot of scuttlebutt yesterday uh, after uh, my kind of a rant I had in the first segment of yesterday's show. Some people on the social media were kind of were taken aback by this. There's a lot of people that liked it. No, they did, but they were a little bit, oh, wow, Taz really went oh, oh. other level city here. Yeah, I, I kind of went a little, you know, I got a little, a little crazy on the deal. Um, you know, sometimes if I really hook my teeth into something and get passionate about it and it really burns my ass, you know, you're going to feel it. The pain I feel of the flame burning the cheeks of my ass. Hey, do you know Taz, by the way? I bring out on the air. That's how this works. And that's basically what you guys experienced yesterday. Okay? So I did not watch Lucha Underground, unfortunately. I wanted to, but I had something else going on. I caught a little bit of the baseball. Did you watch Lucha? Caught about 80% of that, too. Wow. So you had 87% on the NXT and 80. Wait, 80 around, I think I said 84 Something like that. Well, it's obvious you're mailing it in. Oh, I totally. mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's what, tomorrow's your last I, day? I was, no. putting this, I was putting our run sheet together while I was watching him. So. There you go. <laughs> there it is. Half-ass Jones. That's the new the, captain. The last week, I'm going to fax it in. I'm oh. just going to start making all these weird <laughs> beeping noises. <laughs> no, no. Like, your last week, which, whatever, that's next week and week after, you should have a cardboard cutout. Just put it there <laughs> in the chair of yourself. I, I may be able to set up some audio where it just goes, oh. Oh, oh, oh. oh. And then one that just, Malaga! <laughs> like, you know, it's just some Greek. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're going to miss you, Cap. We're going to miss you big time. It's horrible. It really is. Slamming bods and beyond. I mean, that there's, there's some of the speculation of that the show will completely go in the potty. Yeah, right. It's, I think it's going to. What makes you say that? Um, well... <laughs> You know, there's just a good chance. I mean, because, you know, the guy that might replace you, uh, I, I got to tell you, I'm going to be honest. Just He's making me a little nervous on social media. He's making me a little nervous. I think you know where I'm going with this. You found someone that makes you nervous on social media? <laughs> no, no. I, 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 like, I like the big Rob, Robbie the Viking, but he's making me a little nervous. And some other folks behind the scenes here are getting a little nervous with him. I don't know if you know what I mean, but... He's you know a big sports guy. He's big WFAN fancy damn producer. He's a big wrestling fan, and I I haven't seen him tweet about wrestling, and I'm getting nervous. Not that it's part of the job, but you gotta kind of you know be a little bit of a fan. Maybe you know a catch the Taz show tomorrow morning kind of deal. He's checked. Well, he, no, he listens to the show because he wants to see if we're burying him. I mean, so I understand <laughs> that he's smart. He's not dumb. No, he listens to the show to Big Rob, and you know, and 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 the Viking himself. He really does. <laughs> But, you know, I'm seeing tweets about the NLCS, the ALCS, the, the NBA, the WNBA, uh, the NCAA. Uh, Something about golf the other I'm day, too, the, right? i the golf AA. I'm seeing <laughs> tweets about AA. I'm seeing tweets about everything with A's in it. Except for WWE, ROH, TNA, NXT. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Nothing what hashtag the Taz show. Hey, Big Robbie Viking, if you didn't get the memo, I'm a pain in the ass. So, you know, if you are reading spoilers, Jones, that won't work. And instead of me contacting you directly, I am unprofessional and I do it on the air. Hey, do you know Taz, by the way? This is how it works, Captain. You know this better than anybody. I wonder what you're going to say about me the first week I'm gone. <sighs> it's bad. It's going to be bad. First week. Well, as soon as you're out the door, because I see what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. Your last day, it's happening in segment one. Awesome. But I have security set up. 
They're going to remove you. It's going to be like a reverse Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just going to throw things at you and curse at you. <laughs> Get the F out of here. Don't need your ass. Robbie the Viking. If that is his real name. It's unbelievable, dude. He's got it. He's got it. You know, he, look, he's a wrestler. You know, we sat, you and I, off air more than once the week he was here. And we talked wrestling. The guy knows wrestling. Yeah, definitely. He knows old school stuff, new school. He think goes, he's been watching about as long as I have. Yes, he goes to events, but he needs to engage a little more. If you, you know, with the the, the public. Oh, watch! He's gonna fire off tweets. <laughs> I really love what the Samoa Joe and Nakamura are doing with the NXT. <laughs> Hashtag Taz show on everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello. If you want the job. You have to kiss that ass. Stop. It's that simple, Rob the Viking. This is a tough show to be on. I bring it all out. He's Stop probably dirt in my ass, Nick. He's probably sitting around like, oh my god, I kept this guy saying this. <laughs> Taz, you have my number. Text me. What did I get myself into? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> he's emailing people. I, I I don't think this is the show for me. Oh, yeah, he's out. <laughs> out. Not by me, at his own end. And maybe that's part of the problem with the revolving door known as producers on the Taz show. <sighs> Could it be the chicken scratch they pay you guys? Yes. Could it be the miserable hours? Yes. Or could it definitely be that I am the biggest micromanaging pain in the ass self epistic what, what am I again? <laughs> Solipsistic. Yes. Arrogant prick. Going. Will you stop? Which one do you think it is, Cap? You're more qualified than anyone to answer this question. I think it was the first one you said. Chicken Scratch Jones. <laughs> wow. She's counting me down. Well, <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, I heard rumors that they're looking to pay Robbie double what you're getting. That's what I heard. <laughs> That's what I heard. Good for him. No, you, you're mad. You're mad. What you no, mean? No. You're mad. You lie, lie. I'm, I'm trying to hold my tongue right now. Lie, lie, pants on fire. Professional Jones. No, no, you, you, they're, they're going to pay him double. I'm telling you. Well, he demanded it, actually, Robin. <laughs> he did, someone said something. Oh, he did not know what it was. Video burn. What do you say? Six Tim bits a show. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> All right. Anyway, enough of that. But uh, we're going to get into talking a little bit about the... Uh, NXT, like I said, I want to give you a little baseball thoughts. And uh, so here you go. Uh, a little bit of uh, a little Scuttlebutt Jones here on a gimmick. Cleveland Indians. Uh, well, congratulations. They are headed. The Cleveland Indians are headed to the World Series. They defeated the Toronto Blue Jays 3 to nothing In Game 5, Cleveland wins the Series 4-1. to The Indians have reached their first World Series since 1997. How about that? Cleveland last won the World Series in 1948. Wow. I think I had my last match in 1948. Um, now, Captain, you had picked the Indians to do this. I, I did, and I the reason I picked it is because I think LeBron James wants to uh, upcut Tim Tebow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jump into another sport. You think, wait, what the hell are you told? LeBron James is I got, I got a Indians whole conspiracy now? theory worked out It's in like my head. a whole Cleveland conspiracy. Exactly. I believe the um, the first, I, I might have this wrong, the first game of the World Series, I believe, in Cleveland. Yes. And the Cavs are playing the same night, like, in Cleveland. Triple, oh, the captain and, made a face. Whoa, whoa. No, no, Johnny, just remind me, I think that's the same night as the ring ceremony, too, for the Cavaliers. 
Oh, the ring right. ceremony. I thought they were playing. How could they be playing? Look how well, going. no, no, no. It's, they're I, playing? I think they might be. I got to double check the schedule, but they can have a ring ceremony and the game at the same night. I don't follow the NBA. Yeah, they can do that because they don't have event coordinators like we have here <laughs> that can actually do more than one thing at once. <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying. <laughs> they can multitask. Burial Jones. Yeah, so uh, the Cleveland Indians, congrats to them. You know, interesting note. <laughs> Excuse me. Interesting note. I uh, noticed that uh, I found this out, I should say. I told the captain this off the air yesterday and Handsome Johnny that the uh, esteemed, high, exalted, mystic ruler of WFAN here in New York City, the world's most famous sports talk radio station worldwide. Excuse me. Um, they, uh... I just drew a had brain fart. Yeah, uh, so... Uh, I'm just looking at that award in your Oh, after, yeah, a little gas, sorry. <laughs> the uh, Grand High Zoltan Mr. Ruler of WFAN, uh, his name is Mark Chernoff. He's been in radio probably six to 700 years, and he is a very successful programmer. All these great shows that come out of the New York area, Mr. Chernoff has done. And I'm teasing. I mean, I, I, you know, I know Mark Chernoff. He's given me opportunities. Every time we do a special... Uh, at WFAN, and we you know do a SummerSlam special, a WrestleMania special. Hopefully soon we have the Survivor Series special, which I kind of put CBS on blast because I said it on air before I cleared it with them. <laughs> yes, uh, so uh, it's Mr. Chernoff is one of the big uh, reasons why we can get that done. He supports wrestling, supports me and my show. So he can multitask. Yes, he, oh he's he's my man. Can, he's talented. Now why am I talking about Mark Chernoff, Cleveland Indians, Toronto Blues? I'll tell you why. Very interesting. His son, I didn't notice the other day, Mark Chernoff's son is the GM of the Cleveland Indians. How awesome is that? They spoke to uh, the GM after the game, too. I was watching the end of it. I think his son's name is Mike. Yes. I think his name yes. is Mike. They spoke to him. They spoke he spoke to Mike. Did he put me over? No, unfortunately. No. Oh, damn it. They maybe spoke to after, Mike. I Did they maybe... speak to Mark Chernoff? No. Okay. Maybe they were, he's waiting to win the World Series. No, he was there, though. Chernoff was at the uh, World Series. It's in the Matashio's shirt. I, yeah, I should, but he's a big... You know, he's very big, Chernoff, into his shows, like his main shows, like, you know, Boomer and Carton and, like, um, Joe and Evan and all those FAN original New York shows. And uh, uh, he, he loves all those shows. And the other guy, I can't remember his name. What are you, nuts? Yeah, so he's a big fan of all those shows there. Almost on the tip of my tongue, I can't remember his name. I think it's Big Mike. Yes, the big Mike <laughs> Francesa, who does a great job, obviously. I'm teasing. So, yes, yeah, so Chernoff's a piece of he, I'm a job. I'm Western State's Heritage. Those guys are world heavyweight champions at, at WFAN. I'm, I'm Western States Heritage, bro. I told you that. And my valet quit. That's you. <laughs> man, I can't even be an advocate or a manager. <laughs> so congrats to Mr. Chernoff and his son. Uh, great success there for Cleveland Indians. And I, I think, you know, I don't know. I hope it's the, the Chicago Cubs and them. So the Cubs, uh, they won yesterday. Beat the piss out of the Dodgers. I caught some of this game 10-2. to and now the series is tied 2-2. Two two. Uh, game 5 will be in Los Angeles, 8 p.m. tonight. So um, I, 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 th- I think it's going to be the Cubs and the Indians. I think it'll be great. That's what I think. But the Dodgers look sharp. Uh, so NHL, uh, the Rangers lost yesterday. Detroit Wing- Wing- Red Wings, I should say, beat them 2-1 to one over at the Garden. can't remember the goal of his name of the Red Wings. This guy was standing on his head, bro, in the cage. He looked great. just can't recall his name. I caught some of this, too. I'm all over. I got TVs all over the house, so I see everything. You guys know that. So I'm going to talk some football here in a second. I don't, I, I, you guys on hold, I'll get to you. I hate when Ted says that. What do you want me to say? I got was people it Marazic or Howard? 
Because I didn't catch the game at all. Was it Hallow? I think it was Hallow. What's his first name? But Daruki? But, no. <laughs> There's Peter Morazic and Jimmy Howard. I think it's Peter Morazic. Big that's who started. He, he was, the guy was standing on his head. I couldn't see his face, but he had a mask on. <laughs> Makes sense. Anyway, Goldie Jones. It's also football talk here because I got a lot to do. I, I don't have time to you know, dick around here, to be frank. What are you laughing at? Yeah, so. Uh, Super yeah. serious show. Yeah, today. it's very serious. It's a very serious show here. So the uh, Chicago Bears and Green Bay Packers. They're going to knuckle up uh, tonight, 8.25 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Big NFC rivalry right there. See how this goes. Aaron Rodgers basically has sucked lately. Yes. He really has. To backtrack just real quick, Jimmy Howard was in it. I told you. That's what I said. (laughs) Let's try, pal. You might want to edit that out of the odd. Odd. What do you call it? Audio on the... AOD. AOD. How do you say that? Odd? 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 A-odd. 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 Excuse me. All right. So back to football. Yeah, uh, the Oakland Raiders owner, Mark Davis, reportedly told fellow team owners he plans on filing paperwork in January to move the Raiders to Las Vegas. Oh, this is going to be a crazy move, man. I think it'll be cool. Perfect fit, in my opinion. The Raiders in Vegas. I think that would be pretty badass. Even though they just had such great years in Oakland. Went to L.A. for a little while. Then they went back to the Oakland. Now, in other football news. Oh, I'm so happy about this. I tweeted about this yesterday. Yes. Buffalo Bills linebacker, the Shaq Lawson, took part in his first team practice yesterday, having undergone shoulder surgery last May. Reports are that this young man, Mr. Lawson, hasn't felt this good in three years. I haven't felt good in 25 years. But that's a whole nother story. So, yeah, uh, Shaq Lawson, this kid is a defensive stud. I cannot wait. I'm so happy he's back. This is the guy that, that when the Bills draft him, they knew he, need, he had a shoulder issue. They knew he was going to need surgery. And people are like, oh, my God, why don't you think a guy that's going to have surgery? Because he's young. He's going to heal up. Yes, Captain. You going to say something? No. Well, I'm just agreeing with you. It makes sense. But when someone looks yeah. at me and goes like this. Uh, uh, <laughs> I didn't look like that. I, like, uh, like, I think you want to say something. Uh, I, was looking, uh, I was watching the TV. You went, uh. <laughs> anyway, so Shaq Lawson, he, uh, he's going he's, he's to be back in the fold, bro. <clears throat> Low-key Jones. Yes. Uh, so, uh, and I'll get some football there's stuff. There's no word if he's playing this weekend, though, right? No, there's no word. He's got to crack the start lineup. It's not that easy. So we'll see what happens over there with that. Now, speaking of some football talk, I talked a little bit about the, the Bill Belichick, okay? And uh, the, the great uh, head coach of the, you know, Patriots. You guys know I'm, not, I'm really not a fan of the Patriots, if you haven't noticed. But I've become a, a new fan of this audio you're about to hear of the Bill Belichick from a recent press conference after a victory over whoever they just played. I don't remember who they beat. They beat somebody. Who the hell? I'm drawing a blank. Well, whoever it was. So... This audio will put you to sleep. So if you're driving right now, listening to this audio on demand or listening live, please keep your hands on the wheel. Pull over if anything. Pull over. <laughs> Try to stay alert. Drink some coffee. Uh, you're gonna you hear a little bit. I'll make a comment. Then you hear a little more. It, it's it's basically the, the long and short of it is you know the NFL they have these tablets these um was it Microsoft is it who was it yeah I think they're Microsoft Surface yeah tablets. the coach right the coaches have to use these things with coaching or whatever for plays and to see what you know where got what the formations are on offense or defense or whatever so Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Belichick is having an issue 
and he's basically he's got heat. He does not like uh, these tablets. So let's see what we got here. Multiple communication systems on the sideline. Um, yeah, as you probably noticed, I'm, I'm you know I'm done with the tablets. Um, I've, I've given them as much time as I can give them. They're just too undependable for me. I'm gonna. Stick with pictures. Okay, can we uh, stop sticking with pictures? That's a line in itself. Can we just just, well. just hold on for a second? So, so, dude, how does a guy like this? Obviously, he's a genius. We know he's a mastermind. We know that. All kidding aside, the guy's a great coach. He's got a great history, and he's been everywhere in success. And obviously, all these years with the Pats, right? I, I know that. I, mean, I hate the Pats, but still, look. But how does this guy inspire? multi-millionaire football players that are in their mid-20s. Like, how does this guy inspire? Like, he's got no energy. I don't understand. Does he, like, turn it on when the door's closed in the locker room? Here we go, guys! Yo! Type A personality Jones? Like, what is he doing? Profanity. He's just flying. Oh, I think that's happening. No, but, dude, he's like a type D personality. Does that even exist? Bro, it's personality of a freaking doorknob. Let's play a little more. Um, because there just isn't enough consistency in the performance of of the tablets, and um, so I just can't take it anymore. The other communication systems uh, involve the. Um, oh, wait, hold on! Oh, oh. I think he's, he's going to mention the Dynaflow. I bet you, well, he might be mentioning the Dynaflow. Because for those that don't know, you know, the Dynaflow is something that I kind of created, and I have scientists that worked on it. And I reference the Dynaflow sometimes. Maybe that's what Coach Belichick needs is the Dynaflow. He might need a Dynaflow. So if you're not familiar with the Dynaflow, well, that is a... Um, Prefamulated amulite surmounted by a malleable logarithmic casing in such a way that the two spurving bearings were in a direct line with a panometric fan. Exactly. So maybe that's what... Coach Belichick needs, uh, but th- if you listen to Belichick talk, I get lost and confused on everything he says. He's going to stick to the pitches. So what he means? That's the old school when they take like snapshots from like a giant cell phone from like the top of the stadium, and they take a snapshot of the formation. All right, hey coach, they're in a, a single wing formation, uh, double tight. They got a they got a halfback split out, and the flag's going to run out to the flat. That's how they're doing this. 1966 wants their method back, coach. He's not going with the Microsoft. He can't take... I believe there's video footage of Mr. Belichick taking a tablet and flinging it, which is hilarious. There is. I've seen it. Just flings it onto a bench. It's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. So I just thought that was interesting. And, uh, you know, it don't matter. He's still going to keep winning games. Don't matter how boring ass he is. It don't matter. He, the guy's a genius. I'm done with the tablets. That's tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. Hey, uh, Odd from Georgia. You're on the Taz Show. Odd. Odd! Who? Who's this? This is Patrick from Battle Creek. Well, you know what, Pat? I, you know, I, I understand what you're saying, sir. But, you know... <laughs> But, sir, I cannot help if some things are written. This is not your fault, Pat. But this is why some people need to be fired here, Pat. That's not a problem. Should I fire everyone here? You, should you? Yes. Uh, only if you're going to hire me. <laughs> How can I help you, big man? Hey, boss, I'm uh, actually the dude with the 
neck injury, the ass neck. Oh, you got an ass that ne- oh. Oh I will die. Yeah. How you feeling? I'm actually in recovery right now. I had surgery day before yesterday. Damn. Holy crap. They went in through the front, right? Yep. You called uh what was it a couple of weeks ago, right? A week ago? A few weeks back. Dude, why are you calling? You should be recovering. You should be talking that much. Are they saying you're allowed yeah. to talk? Yeah, I'm right here in my recovery room. You want to sing a song with me? No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> no, no. You'll lose ratings. <laughs> no, listen, dude, first of all, I hope you recover and uh, successfully and smoothly. How are you oh, feeling? Great. I mean, how are you doing all right? I mean, how are you doing? I immediately, when I woke up from the surgery, uh, the, the immense pressure that was on the neck was gone. Really? Yeah, it was it was, uh, it was amazing. It was really amazing. What kind of pain? And, um, Where's your pain now? Well, I had to stay an extra day, and I I'm, should be leaving today. But uh, my pain is, uh, you know, I got the pain from the wound, obviously, in the neck. Yeah. And, you know, there's some pain because there's obviously a born object, oh, uh, pun yeah. intended, yes. in my neck. <clears throat> yeah, well, easy. Oh, I, you I, stole my gimmick. You did that. Yeah. What's, what's, you're right there. You're, you're, you can't be hacking my gimmick. You sound like you almost hacked up part of your esophagus, to be frank. <laughs> But I feel, I feel great. I really do. Oh, you sound awesome. Um, <laughs> dude, you sound horrible. i got to be honest with you. I mean, you sound like you got your ass kicked. I mean, you, 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 I don't know if you should be leaving the hospital, Pat. You might want to stay a few more weeks. Yeah. <laughs> i got to get back to work. I hear you, brother. Well, listen, I'm teasing you, obviously. I'm happy you're, you're going to re- kick out of this real good. When you're fully healed, call back the show. Give us an update. But I, I'm glad you're doing pretty good. I gotta, I, I wanna, I gotta thank you, man. You've been a big inspiration to me. I mean, hundred percent. Listen to you every day. Thank you, buddy. Well, I appreciate you know, thank it. Thank you. All right, man. You're not on any of that morphine or any of that, uh, any of that, 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 some of those drugs that they give you in the hospital, are you? They gave me the steroids. Hey, oh, yeah, you're on a little performance enhancement. Nice. Hey. Ask my wife about that later. Oh, easy. What the hell? Hold on a minute here. What do we got here? All right, Pat, listen, uh, Dr. Jones, we'll talk to you soon, brother. Feel better. All right, brother. Take a sleazy. Take care, man. Bye-bye. See that? That's nice follow-up city right there. Guy gets his neck sliced open. Well, why wouldn't Handsome Johnny get the name right on the gimmick? It says it right. No. 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 Okay? No. What do you mean, no? No. We got Randy Hildebrandt on a Twitter saying, please stop bling- playing Belichick trying to drive. <laughs> this is awful. I don't think it will make a trend. <laughs> Bro, man. Um, before I go to break, I want to tell you a little bit about, a little bit of wrestling news here. So, um, okay, so first of all, good news is, well, I guess we'll go good news first, then bad news. What's better, bad news first? Yeah. Bad news, so you can go into break with good news. <sighs> Well, that being said, I'll go with the good news first. All right, so <laughs> SmackDown drew a 2.4 million viewers, which was slightly down from last week's 2.4. Now, why is that good news? It is good news because their ratings are, you know, it's just splitting hairs on a number, but their ratings are staying consistent, which is nice, and that's a good number. So to me, that's good news. It wasn't like a big-ass dip. I don't know if there was baseball on that night. There might have been, but that's always going to hit those markets that the, that the baseball game's in. Not only, I shouldn't say that, but the bulk. So, like, if Chicago is playing, you know, whatever, uh, Los Angeles, those are two massive markets, Chicago and Los Angeles, uh, in the whole Southern California. So, it's going to affect TV ratings everywhere. 
there's a lot of people watch the activity known as baseball. So that's something that people need to realize. But so that's kind of good news. Now, and the bad kind of news is there's still more stuff going on here with TNA, Billy Corrigan, okay, and this whole lawsuit. So a lawsuit between Billy Corrigan and TNA uh, was scheduled for today, has been pushed back to next Wednesday. Uh, to give the defendants, TNA, uh, more time to prepare. Now, Anthem, who owns Fight Network, the parent company of the Fight Network, I should say, has offered to provide TNA funding to repay loans made to Mr. Corgan. So that's really cool right there of the Fight Network and or Anthem. Um, really, really cool. Anthem also announced it has recently made a working uh, capital loan to fund TNA's operation. So that's pretty cool right there. So... It uh, shows you that uh, the Fight Network uh, definitely, obviously, supports pro wrestling and supporting TNA. So I think that's something that uh, is, is they deserve a lot of credit for that. And that's really good stuff by Anthem and or Fight Network. And um, it's very cool. It's very cool. And I think that, uh, hey, you know, we should all support the Fight Network just on that alone. You know, because they're trying to keep... A, a, one of the major wrestling companies afloat, in essence. And and I think that, that, to me, at the end of the day, the long and short, all this other stuff, lawsuits, who owns it, all these other companies involved, all this other money, all this other riffraff, at the end of the day, we got someone like Anthem, the Fight Network, who's trying to keep this thing rolling. So I tip my cap to Fight Network and or Anthem. So uh, American Express, well, travel-related services filed a lawsuit also against TNA. They filed the lawsuit in the Supreme Court of the State of New York against TNA on July 21st, <clears throat> alleging TNA owes close to $270,000 from charges made to an American Express corporate credit card. So that's for travel, obviously. And ah, TNA received this lawsuit in August. Ah, man, it sucks. You know, so it's just whew. they're getting hit left and right. Shot from here. Just nonstop. It's a flogging. Hope it ends for them soon, really, in a good way, I mean. And and before we go to break, the good news about TNA, they're planning on holding more Impact TV tapings in January, in the new year, which is a good thing. You know, at Universal Studios from January 4th to January 10th. So that's huge. That means that they look, they feel like their company's going to be afloat. So that's good stuff. All right, I got to go to break. I'll start a break. I'll talk NXT. I will take your phone calls. Uh, Tash Show, break back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Jeez. Oh, All right. Cash Show back here, Thursday edition. Doing it, getting it done. Yep. I'm going to talk NXT here in a second. Many of the nubs are calling the show. They want to talk about wrestling and other stuff. Speaking of wrestling and, and some some other good news, I'm just playing a lot of good news today. It's great. Now this is all, all this up. This is good news. Um, basically, for Paige, she underwent successful neck surgery yesterday, which uh, which is good. Good for her. Very happy for her. From a physical standpoint, that's good. She'll have relief. Just heard Pat from Michigan. He had surgery on his neck. Successful, so was Paige. <clears throat> Speaking of surgery, Undertaker apparently, reportedly I should say, underwent hip surgery recently, so hopefully he's recovering well. Hips are a thing that happens, injuries, I'm sure I'm next down the road. 
injuries for wrestlers. A lot of people don't realize that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Their hips. Because what happens is, to give you a little education, <clears throat> for those of you, most of you don't know. Why would you know? You wouldn't know this, but that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to help you. I'm your hip surgeon. Take two. I am your uh, <laughs> hip surgeon. Boys and girls, it's time to gather around the learning tree with your kind and caring teacher, Taz. He's always so angry. He yells at everyone. Why? He's sharing his one-of-a-kind insider perspective of professional wrestling. It's all about me. It's me. Me, me, me. It's the learning tree with Taz. Why do wrestlers, as they grow older, have injur- have issues, I should say, with their hips? They don't land on their hips. They land on their back. They land on their front. They get hit in the head with things. Heavy objects, sometimes metal. Sometimes a fist to the face. We know this. Bumping on your neck, we get that. Neck surgery city, we understand the problems. Why the hips, Taz? Well, I'll tell you why the hips. LT Jones, this is why. When you bump and take a flat back or back bump, what happens is, as you do it over time, your hips, believe it or not, spread. And that causes... Membrane on the side, the labrum, part of that covers the joint of your hip. Right, this is your joint, this is your hip joint. Over that, over this, if I had another hand, I could show you. Right, if you watch the video. And that labrum, that little membrane, as you keep bumping and bumping, spreads. Your hips spread and that labrum spread. Why are you laughing, Captain? No, sorry, I'm watching. I just okay, whatever. You're just sitting there laughing. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll yeah. tell you after you're done. That's fine. So that's what happens. You're, you're, as you take more back bumps, your hips gradually, very slowly over years and time spread. So now what, you're retired. You stop bumping. You form a lot of arthritis. I live this daily. And what happens is that, that um, you know, like Dr. Jones here, your, your, uh, your hips, they form more arthritis around it in the joint of the hip, like I was just showing you the joint. And that labrum gets, you know, It's been stretched out over time, over the years of falling, you know, bumping. And that's why a lot of times wrestlers need, um, you know, hip surgery. And there you have it. It sucks, but it's it's, it's part of the wear and tear of the the rigors of the business. Why are you laughing, you immature jobber? Dan Norton tweeted a jife. Uh, It's a robot breaking into a room, and the title that Dan added was The Personality of Belichick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Right, I got to talk about the NXT in a minute or two here. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I, you know, I got the people are calling. I, I take a couple of calls. Hey, uh, Alex in Staten Island, you're on the Taz show. What's going on, Taz? How are you, Alex? What's up? Uh, not much. Uh, the Daniel Bryan. By the way, I thanks to you, Taz. I start off uh, most names of people and places with the word the. At the That's beginning. okay. That works. That's okay. Um, I, I understand. I um um. I do that a lot. I've been doing it for a long time. And there's a, an old school radio guy, actually, who, work, who works on WF. You live, in, you live in Staten Island, right? So you know WFAN, right? I, I, I actually don't explain. Well, what do you mean you don't? Where, where do you live, bro? You live in Staten Island? Yeah, I, I do, but I, just, I never You're not a sports of... fan? Uh, not that much. Okay. Not really. And the, the conversation doesn't mean anything, brother. It's okay. No, there's a guy in the radio who does uh, who, who does that too? He's, he's around for a long time. Radio. He works for WFN like overnights, and he he does that sometimes. He you know the Metropolitan instead of calling them the Mets, so call them you know who the New York Mets are, right? Yes, 
Yes, of course. Right. So, so he he calls them the Mets. We'll call it the. So I I, I guess I kind of quasi hacked it from him, but it's not a hack, Alex. If I'm admitting it, but I do it better than him. Let's be honest. How can I help you, sir? Well, yes, you do do it better Thank than you. him. I use it every day. Um, I'm proud of you. I like I like to talk about Daniel Bryan because uh, basically called out uh, Raw and uh, basically said that they're cowards for using Goldberg on their show on Monday. If you when, saw did, it. when did he do that? He didn't do that on Talking Smack, did he? No, he did not. I, actually, probably he did. I. Okay, you're stammering, sir. Where was this, bro? Alex, I don't remember hearing this. I, I'm not saying you're lying, but where, Captain, maybe you're GTS in this. Um, okay, so what did he say? He, he, you're saying he, 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 Daniel Bryan, said, Raw, your cows for having uh, uh, Goldberg on the show. That's what you're saying? Yes. Why would, why would he say that, though? Why would that make them cowards? I'm confused. I don't know. I guess he's basically taking a shot at him. But my question is, uh, basically, since he's calling out things, I, when I think of this, I think of uh, back in, like, 2002, where you and Michael Cole confronted Jr. and uh, the King. Yes. You basically put out that line that's on the intro of the show. You know, you're not afraid of a little competition, are you? Uh-huh. Yes, sir. That's where that's from. Correct. Yeah, do you, do you think, like, the competition between, like, Raw and SmackDown is heated as well as it was back then? Because I know you guys back then, when you were on SmackDown, you brought certainly brought the competition. We were pissed. We were legitimately mad, Alex. Like, uh, so I maybe that's going on with um, WWE. And thank you for calling, Alex. I appreciate it from Staten Island. When that happened back then, not just Michael Cole and I, but a lot of us on SmackDown were legitimately pissed off and... I don't think the show was as overwritten as it is today, and I think we had more creative liberties back then, to be honest with you, and Vince McMahon wanted that. He wanted a real, legitimate, organic competition feel from amongst the talent and even backstage folks, especially the writers. Two different teams of writers, and they kayfabed each other. They didn't know what the other team was doing, and it got a little competitive. And Vince wanted that, and because he's smart to want that. I don't know if he has two separate teams now. I really don't know. At the end of the day, Vince makes the final call. But as far as Michael Cole and I, and then when we confronted JR and King, I want to say, I think that was in Boston, uh, right before a big pay-per-view, or uh, I think it was in Boston. And <clears throat> we didn't just, like, shoot on those guys. Like, they, they knew we were going to do that, but that was, I might have told this story a long time ago here on a Taz show on a human podcast machine or something. Where Cole and I were backstage, and, and we were pissed off because on that particular pay-per-view, I don't know the name, you know, we had there were SmackDown matches on the friggin' show, and JR and King were going to be calling all these, these matches, and we were like, we said to each other, you know, this is BS, and we started bitching to each other about it, and we were both mad. Like, why we call these damn matches all frickin' week on TV, every week on TV, and then when it comes time for the payoff, for the audience to see the friggin' pay-per-view, we don't get to call them. And we went back and forth, me and called to each other, mad. And I said, you know what, bro? We got to go to Vince. He's like, oh, yeah, he might get hot. I go, no, nah, he's not going to get hot. He, you know, he knows we care. We're passionate. And Cole's like, you're right. And we went. We walked right into Vince's office. You got a minute? He goes, give me 20 minutes. Come back. We'll talk. Whatever you want to talk about. That's how Vince was. He was, no doubt. Open door, always. Open door, Jones. Sure enough. Go back 20 minutes. Vince, you got a minute? And you are, sir? No, no, kidding. Uh, yeah, come in. Boom. We start talking. We tell Vince. And I got a little mad because I was like, 
I'm like, yo, Vince, we do this, man. We, we bust our ass. We, 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 we do our prep work on the talent. We talk to the talent. We, we sell the stories. We hype. We do this. We, we promote. We that, ba, 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 every week. And then we come to the payoff on the pay-per-view, and JR and King get to call us because they're in the Hall of Fame. We're not. That's not cool. The conversation lasted about one minute. He looked at us. He said, he nodded and said, yes. He goes, you're damn right, and I appreciate what you're saying. Let's do something tonight. And off the top of his head, he didn't go to the writers, didn't do nothing. He said, why don't you guys confront them? Not in a physical thing. And just, you know, we'll talk to Jaron King and just you guys verbally say it. And then we'll, we'll figure out what, it was early in the day I'm talking about, what matches you would call. And obviously we called, I think we called the SmackDown matches. And they called the Raw ones. And we, you know, Jaron King knew we were going to confront them. And we did. And that's how that all happened. It happened that day in the show, backstage. So that's, again, I, don't, I feel like when I watch the shows now, it's not done like that. Things aren't done like that anymore. Sometimes the best creative stuff happens either as a shoot, on the fly, or spontaneous earlier in the day with a pitch. As opposed to, okay, today is hypothetically June 1st. Let's write what we're going to do on Raw for August 10th. Come on. Come on, you're not doing that. You can have an arc. They call it a story arc. We have an idea where you're going. I'm not saying, and I'm exaggerating a little bit here, so bear with me. I don't want to sound like a complete douche. They're not writing word for word a month in advance. They're not. But some of the arcs get a little detailed, and I don't think they should do that. I think you got to let things evolve and things happen. It's too, it's too organic. You know, it's, it's, that's what I think, you know? So, um, uh, going back to the Daniel Bryan comments, it looks like he made those on Talking Smack. I watched most of that yesterday, too, uh, from the, from here. So what did he say here? Uh, he called Stephanie and Mick somewhat cowardly for not relying strictly on raw talent to sell their shows. Oh, God. Stop. I, 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 I'm not, you know, and I'm not blaming him. I'm sure they told him to say It's not Daniel yeah, Bryan. And Daniel so. had added in, uh, we don't need that here on SmackDown Live because we believe in our stars. Okay. So now you make Daniel Bryan look like a jabroni because in a month when uh, the guy from the movie, the TV show Arrow, whatever his name is, decides he wants to wrestle a match against Miz. What's the guy's name? He's Stephen Amell, right? Yeah, Stephen the Smell. When he's going to go and I just, I don't know why I thought of that guy. <laughs> I really don't know why. I'm just saying, like, someone like that or The Rock wants to do something, lay it to SmackDown, kick it old school, and come in and get in the grill on the face of, again, I'll just use The Miz. So now you look make Daniel Bryan look like a hypocrite. Just like you made him look when you approved him to say, it's not going to be about Shane McMahon and myself. It's going to be about the talent here. And Daniel Bryan uh, engulfs a, a bulk of the TV time. That's an exaggeration, not the bulk, a lot of the TV time, not a bulk. I, I'm exaggerating. So you got to be careful when you, when you approve the guy saying something like that. Or the guy, I don't think he's just going out there shooting saying that. I don't think Daniel Bryan, I don't know Daniel Bryan. I don't think he's that, I, I think he's probably a pretty smart guy. And I don't think a smart guy would say something like that because then you could be contradicting yourself in a month. When they're trying to pop a number or they bring someone back in or they cut a deal what Stone Cold Steve Austin's going to come back, and he wants, to, and they're going to have him do a, a, a you know, a, what do you call it? The glass breaks. He comes out and he does the cutter, boom on you know, uh, on somebody, and and it's like on SmackDown. 
It's like now you make the guy, you know what I'm saying? That's what you got to be careful of. So it's not, it's like not real when he's bitching Daniel Bryan. It's not real. It's like, it, it, that's when you try, that's what I mean. They don't do real well. When you work too much, when you work things too much, it comes off as work. People, it's transparent, you know? Hey, Wedgie in uh, Pittsburgh, you're on the Taz show. Well, well, well. Yeah. Dr. Taz. How are you, sir? Doing fine. How are you, sir? Ah, very good. Very good. Very good. Not bad. You know, not bad. Long time since I called. I remember you. I remember you got that great name, the Wedgie. I like that. That's it. (laughs) I've been in a bad car accident, and um, so now I'm recovering. So, I'm sorry to hear that. Are Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. All I, right. I had a bad concussion, whiplash. So. Oh, geez. Well, I'm 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 glad to hear that you're doing much better. We haven't heard from you in a while, but what's going on, buddy? Hey, Chips Ahoy, Captain. Um, <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Chips Ahoy. Uh, SmackDown. Yeah. Terrible. The Ooh. worst show I ever saw. You thought it was that? I see. I didn't. Um, I mean, Raw. I didn't like. I I thought SmackDown was okay. I didn't think it was amazing. What didn't you like? Oh, about everything. The um. Kurt Hawkins. Oh, yeah, that wasn't good. That was terrible. The Carmelo and Nikki, that was too long. It was long, but I thought it was okay. Did you hear my show yesterday or watch it? Dude, Unfortu- no. Unfortunately, no. It was at the doctor's I know, big deal. When you get a chance, check out yesterday's show. I talk a lot about SmackDown, and I, I think if you listen to some things I said, you, you, I don't want to say I'm going to change your mind, but you might feel different about it. I kind of explained some things with the Carmelo-Nikki thing. I thought it was good because what they did there, Wedgie, is they... You know, they, the WWE accomplished a few things. They, they they gave a good rub, a good star power feel to Carmelo, which we haven't really seen a ton of. They also did a nice cross promotion for the Bella's t- you know, uh, TV show. No matter if we like the show or not, it's smart business cross promotion. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's true. I, I can see your point there. Yeah. Uh, AJ Styles in Ellsworth. Oh, yeah, I know. That, that's a joke. I mean, how would you handle it? Well, I would have, I wouldn't, I don't have a, I had a problem with the previous week where he got pinned. I don't think he should have ever done that. I also think they went a little long in the match between Ellsworth and AJ, but I was okay with it a little bit. I don't mind him beating AJ, you know, because it wasn't a pin, it was a DQ because AJ got enraged. I do have a problem, Wedgie, with the WWE on the SmackDown, on whatever, on the website, WWE.com, a picture of, uh, you know, Ellsworth's hand in the air and something like uh, with, with, with Dean Ambrose holding his hand, and the text says something like, uh, Ellsworth beats AJ Styles again or something like that. I think that's a little too much. It's a typical thing. What I said a lot, that's why I want you to listen to yesterday's show. I talked a lot about, you know, how these authority figures on Raw and SmackDown that they have, they're kind of, and they're baby faces, and they're kind of bullying a lot of the heels. And what they're doing is they're taking the heat away from the heels by doing this, even on the friggin' website. Okay. Yes. So. All right. All right. Well, hey, take care. I'll call All right. back soon. All right, buddy. Take care. Thanks, man. Hope you feel better. I don't think Wedgie liked what I had to say there. No. Wow, cut me off. <laughs> Pardon me, Wedgie. I'm well, done said, with the tablets. He said he had a concussion, so maybe he was you know, not thinking straight. Could be. <laughs> WD-40, line three, WD-40, line three. So, pardon me, it was... Our newest sponsor? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, the NXT... I, you know, I, I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Um, I'm going to talk about it here a little bit. I, they hit the Dusty Road Tag Team Classic uh, right out of the box with uh, Rich Swan and No Way Jose against the Gulak and the Tony Nese. And, you know, 
the Jose, uh, No Way Jose and Rich Swan team, you knew it would be good. They're, they're doing exactly what I thought they would do. It, it's a big babyface team. Uh, high Energy Jones, which excitement, entertainment, which it should be. I think, And the, both these kids do a good job. They do. Um, you know, Jose uh, ended up beating Gulak. You know, uh, Tony Nese looked great as usual. Swan and, and Jose, um, for the characters it works, but there's a gigantic height difference. Uh, Rich Swan's not that big of a guy, obviously. And, but, uh, no way Jose, and you heard the announcers talk about it too. He, he is definitely, uh, and I noticed this before about him, he is a big guy, like tall and big, bone, thick guy. Um, you know, one of the announcers last night said he, he's he's definitely over six foot, which, again, cringeworthy announcing um, by, uh, what's his name, Phillips, Tom Phillips. Cringeworthy. There, there's no, he's definitely over six foot. You, you need to do your prep work, sir. Well, no way, Jose. No way, Jose. The man is a big guy. He's six foot three, 230 pounds. He's six foot four. He's six foot two. Tell me what he is. Don't qualify it. You got it right the first time. Six foot three. There is you what go. his build is. I figured that's what he kind of looked like. I noticed the tall wrestlers because I hate them all. <laughs> I hate all of them. Yes. Hate them. So. My point is, you got to tell me, Mr. Phillips. Don't qualify it. He's definitely over six foot. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Thank you. What six and foot with the inches is he? Tell me. Tell me. What are you nuts? You have to tell me, sir. What are you doing all day? Show Prep Jones. You'd call a one-hour show. Well, they taped two or three in a clip. So what? I worked for TNA as an announcer. Me and Mike today, we used to call 10 weeks of TV in two hours. <laughs> Slight exaggeration, but you get my drift. There was a lot of post work in Yes. <laughs> now, Mike did a lot more prep work than me. Trust me. He's the play-by-play guy. That's normally what happens. God, you got to tell me the man's height. There were other issues with the announcing. Unfortunately, I'm going to get to that. I just I want to put them over. I want to. The heel thing, the the, the constant heel thing by Graves, he stays consistent on, on, you know, on NXT. He's doing old school heel commentator, Jesse Ventura, Jerry the King Lawler-esque. I did it more than once years ago, and I also did it in TNA with the Aces and Eights, which was easier but yet different because I was – part of a faction that was in, in that was run rough shot in the territory so i was really in the mode and i had to be and i have no problem with the old school heel commentator thing i just think you got to be cle- more clever about it today you cannot now Corey graves if you're listening to this show i like your work dude i've put you over uh your raw work a lot of your nxt work but i've also been critical of you at times don't know you if we ever met i apologize i can't recall i've been a lot of people and i've been hitting the head a lot Seven concussion Jones, so I forget things. But I will tell you this much. If I could give you any advice publicly, I'm going to do it right now. And if you don't care, that's fine. If you don't hear this, that's fine too. Please don't ever tell the play-by-play guy to shut up. The, the words shut up are not a curse. The word shut's not a curse. The word up's not a curse. But as we know, it's a very disrespectful. Captain Wright, like, you know, it's a, like, how do you say shut up in Greek? 
Skase. Yes, skase. <laughs> like even in uh, Greek, is it? It's still disrespectful, right? Yeah. For the most part. But in English, is it more... I don't know how to work. In the situation you're describing, I'd have to agree with you. I mean, you can't like, do that. You keep drawing the analogy of the guy driving the car. Yeah. The guy's driving the car. You tell him, shut up. You don't tell the guy <laughs> driving the car, you shut don't up. don't grab the steering wheel. Yeah, you don't do that. <laughs> you don't tell him to shut up. Shut up is a very, very, very disrespectful thing to say, especially to the play-by-play guy, because you're now emasculating him. You would never tell Corey Graves, Michael Cole, to shut up on the air. On Raw, you would never do that. Because one, you'd get in trouble. Two, he would eat your lunch on the air. And three, he'd cut a promo on you, along with Vince and Triple H at the end of the show. And they'd all be right to do that to you. Don't do it to Phillips. Don't tell him to shut up. It's not cool, dude. And I've said some nasty stuff to play-by-play guys I work with. I don't know if I've, I, I might have, I really doubt it. I don't know if I've ever said, shut up. You know what? Say, please be quiet. Please stop talking. I say, shut up here to Captain sometimes. But it's different. Sometimes? It's different. <laughs> Double standard Jones. It's different. We're not calling a wrestling show. You know what hey, I mean? You know Taz, by the we're, way. We're not doing that. We're not calling a wrestling show. Uh, you know, and, and this show's about me. We know this. It's not about the talent. It's not about, <laughs> it's not about wrestlers. It's not. It's about me. It's about Taz. <laughs> so I can tell people shut up. I don't even like it. Sometimes I've told the captain to shut up, and I feel horrible about it. You see me after the shows, and I apologize at nonstop. You keep shoving uh, munchkins at me like, come on, take some. <laughs> I'm sorry. Here you go. Don't <laughs> shut up. No, don't shut keep up. Keep talking. <laughs> Have I ever told you to shut up? I don't think so. Oh. I think you said stop talking, don't interrupt my monologue, stuff like that, but never. I don't think I've ever, I don't recall you ever saying shut up. Stop! Okay. So, <laughs> I, well, if I have told you to shut up, I apologize. Because it's not right. And that's something I'm going to do my best effort on the show. I don't really believe in shut up. Like anybody who has kids out there as a parent, if your kid ever tells you shut up, that's not good. Okay. You can't let that happen. You know, there's different ways to say it. Please stop talking. Be quiet. Oh, my God. Will you stop? Something. Will you stop? I mean, it's different ways. Serenity now. Yes. Just don't tell me to shut up. It's a new thing. <laughs> so, anyway, that, that really irked me. Because Corey's good, man. He's got he's got nothing but massive upside. So if anybody's going to tweet at Corey Taz Barriger, you said you said shut up to the play, but I did say that. I didn't bury him. I'm giving some corrective criticism. These WWE people, they won't acknowledge me on the Twitter. They can't. Well, you got a happy birthday message, remember? For who? Oh, For WWE who? itself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the talent. They're, they're, they're all falling in line. It's sad. I feel bad. They have to. We've all been there. You have to do it. What are you going to do? All right, I'm going to break. Look, enough. I, I got to take uh, calls here. And I also, on the other side of the break, I, I'm going to get deeper. I, I, I went for one match on. Uh, I don't even finish it. I went for one match on the uh, the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. I got to talk about that a little bit along with the NXT. Uh, be right back, Tasha. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right. All right, back here. One hour down, another hour to go. That's Pazanji. Pazanji doing it. Rapping. 
rhyming and rapping. I'm streaming and screaming. He's rhyming and rapping. Looking at the Twitter. Yeah, the uh, Shane at Shane O underscore. Huh. He's a big fan of the show. Like his icon pitches, guys. He's wearing a Jabba shirt. He brings up a point here, which I find very interesting, and I think this is a perfect example of fans of the Taz show here that are true hardcore fans but not knowing the facts. Another example of a man not knowing what the hell is going on here. And I'm going to explain what I'm talking about before I continue talking NXT in a second and get to some phone calls. At Shane O H H H underscore Jones. He says and claims, I'm sure there's a soundbite of you saying in quotes, shut up. Everyone just shut up, unquote. I can remember that. I oh, Jesus. I can't remember what for though. What for what the Dude, this guy speaks worse English than me. What the hell? He's claiming that I said, shut up, everyone just shut up. I never did that, ever. Never, ever. Damn it. I've <laughs> never, ever, ever, never, ever done that. Boys and girls, it's time to gather around the learning tree Let's with listen. your kind and caring teacher, Taz. He's always so angry. He yells at everyone. Why? He's sharing his one-of-a-kind insider perspective of professional wrestling. It's all about me. It's me. Me, me, me. It's the learning oh. tree. It's was it the that. longer one? I thought it was in that. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I was played. There's no LT moment right now. But, uh, man, Shano, uh, he is correct. He is correct. I have said that. Shut up, everyone. Just sh- I'm obviously joking around with him. But, yeah, I have said that. Shut up, everyone. Just shut up. I've said that probably more than once. Thought that was in the LT moment, but it's not. Was it in the longer version? Because remember, that's the... Uh, well, if that's the, that's that's the, the shorter, shorter version, which is like 10 minutes long. I, it was in something. I'm sure people are going to tweet and they're going to say what it's in. But that's different than me saying to someone, shut up. You know what I mean? Okay, inside. I'm joking, having fun with this with Shane. I know Shane's having fun, too, but... It's different than saying to the captain or handsome Johnny, hey, Johnny, shut up, Johnny. Johnny, shut up. It actually sounds pretty good. <laughs> it actually sounds pretty good, I got to say. One more word and I'm hanging up on you. No, but I, I, you know, I wouldn't say that to him or anyone. That's like what I deal with every day with the bosses here when they have me in these freaking meetings. Sit there, shut up, you do what we tell you. Damn. It's brutal. It's brutal. Remember when you first started? You'd walk in and be like, I'll take turkey on rye. <laughs> like, wait, what? I'll tell you what, Robbie the Viking, I, you know, he, he, he talks a lot. If he ends up on this show, he's, oh. he's an obnoxious New Yorker, and no one likes a loud, obnoxious New Yorker. I don't mean that in a bad way, but no one likes people like that. They don't. I'm just telling you right now, there's a potential shut up in there. I would never do it. Because I'm High Road Jones. <sighs> then Ryan Jones, tremendous name, on Twitter, at Crazy Daddy, 81614. <laughs> Crazy name. How does one become a Taz guy? Hashtag sign me up. Thank you for that, my friend. I don't, I don't know. You could be a Taz guy just by supporting the Taz show. I appreciate your comments. Buy a hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go buy a hat. Oh, my God. All right, so I got to talk, uh, like I said, the NXT. Uh, guys on hold, I, I'll hit you. Just just chill. Just chill. Just chill. If you can. Don't worry about your regular job and going to college. It's all good. I got you covered here. 
So I talked about that opening tag team match on the NXT, the Dusty Road Tag Team Classic. The victors was Rich Swan and uh, No Way Jose. So they're going to advance uh, in the gimmick. Uh, at the end of the match, uh, the promo, there was a, should say, there should say, there was a promo by the two babyface winners, uh, Rich Swan and No Way Jose. And bless these two guys' hearts, uh, this sucked. Uh, they tried to be energetic and. And of course, the NXT full sale or the audience. Oh, no way, Jose! No way, Jose! And they had all the chance. Then when Nakamura came out later on, la 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 la, they had to get into the whole just steal the spotlight, Jones. Oh yeah! Welcome to full sale, jobbers, where the nubs take over. If I ever get the chance to perform in that place. You want to see heat? Bro, I will have that place in a riot. There's going to be a lot of shut-ups then. Bro, I will be buried. You have no idea what I would they They'd fire me before I was even hired. That's how bad it would be. Oh, I'll get that place going. Anyways. So, uh, I did not like the promo, unfortunately, by these two young guys. They're both tremendous talents. I'm a, I'm a fan of both Swan and Jose. But the promo work, they need to work on this. And I think that's why they had them do it. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's tough. For a couple things, you know, it just, it just doesn't... They did something subtle. I don't know if it was on purpose or not that I liked. They each had a mic, but what they did was they were not really standing next to each other while they were talking, while they were trying to get the audience to do this soft, enough soft moment, this happy ass chant. They stayed kind of away from each other. It helps to kind of avoid that giant height difference. Trust me, as a shorter wrestler like myself, I've. I've mastered in the ring how to avoid standing too close to these tall guys. Unless we're face-to-face Jones, I'm looking up to you and I'm about to kick your ass. But there's different little nuanced things you can do as a wrestler when you're not as tall to avoid that obvious height difference, like standing right next to a guy who's six foot three. You wouldn't know that because the announcer didn't tell you, but I did. So um, I didn't like the promo. That's the bottom line. Then we saw a backstage bit of uh, Ty Dillinger in the trainer's room. Talking about Bobby Roode. They're going to have this match, NXT TakeOver, in Toronto because Ty Dillinger, they had the B-roll. Good storytelling here. I love what they're doing with Ty Dillinger. It's a good rub with Bobby Roode. I love what they're doing with Bobby Roode. I hate to be rude to Mr. Dillinger, but he is just kind of, um, I I, I, I kind of lightly explained this last week. Um, This whole thing with, like, Bobby Roode and Ty Dillinger, the booking, and I mean this in a good one. I say the word killing two birds. They're killing two birds at the same time. And this is an important thing. I, I, you know, you can learn something from this, if you're, even if you're a hardcore fan. What they're doing is they're giving uh, Ty Dillinger, okay, the rub with Bobby Roode. And they're also putting him in an angle. He really hasn't been in really heavy, any heavy angles. I can recall here on this show, just a few weeks back, people were calling bitching the fact that, hey, why did they do anything with Ty Dillinger? This guy, the 10-10-10, he's old, people like him. And I agreed. I know you're right. And next thing you know, they have him in an angle with Bobby Roode. And it's good. He's in a real legitimate angle. We get to see a guy like Bobby Roode turn on, uh, you know, Dillinger. Dillinger loses that tag match because Bobby Roode walked away. Now we have Bobby Roode, okay, who, so it helps Dillinger because he's in, he's, he's in a legitimate angle with a legitimate guy. In a singles match at an NXT takeover, it's all good. Dillinger needs this. This is great. No matter if he loses to, to Rude or not, and he's losing. He's not winning the match. I promise you that. Bobby Rude's beating him in Toronto. I guarantee that. And it's okay. 
this is good for Dillinger all the way through. The booking of this angle is excellent. Now, about Bobby Roode, who you guys know, he's my friend. He's been on my show, and I love Bobby. And I, he, Bobby, you know, I can't do anything wrong in my eyes. So every, the, the glorious thing, the entrance, the robe, his body, his work, his promos. He's Bobby Roode, bro. The guy is the man. I'm in. This guy could be your next NXT champion which, without batting an eye. So, the, the, you know, <laughs> he's more cra- he can go anywhere and be a champion, and he's proven that. So this is good for Rude because, and this is no disrespect to Dillinger. How do I word this? It's, it's, I, I'm just going to be blunt, and again, I hate to say this because I like Ty Dillinger. It's, in essence, from a storyline perspective, Ty Dillinger is an, a, a kind of an initial step, a stepping stone, I hate to say it like that, for Bobby Roode and his first real angle with WWE. Do you think uh, that Dillinger and Roode will have more than one match, though? I, my initial feel to answer your question is no, I don't. But you know what? They might feel that Dillinger needs that because I don't think Dillinger wins. Okay, so so where do you go from there? Then you're going to have them wrestle against each other again and then Toronto, uh, to, uh, wherever, not Toronto, and then Roode beats him again? I mean... Uh, I just don't see them ever having Dillinger beat Rude. Now, he owes him a receipt because of what happened in the tag team thing. And the only thing I don't like about the angle, and by the way, if, if this happens where Dillinger beats Rude, I obviously do the job, and I'll admit that I was wrong. But you know me, I, I don't, I'm not on the fence. I'm either this way or that way, so I'm letting you know. As far as um, Bobby Rude, the only thing I don't like about this angle is what Bobby is saying about the tag team thing by him saying I know heels lie believe me I'm big into heels lying but this is like a little it's a little crass it's a little kind of like come on that they're writing this for Bobby where it's like uh hey uh you know Dillinger begged me to be his partner that's not true and and it's kind of like tongue-in-cheek maybe unless he's doing a tongue-in-cheek unless I'm missing something is he doing a tongue-in-cheek a little bit. I a mean, little he's bit. just coming out and saying the exact opposite of what happened. Right, so. which heels do. Heels yeah. lie. Heels do lie. But I think in this day and age that from a creative standpoint, especially with NXT because you're going to get a lot of hardcore fans that watch that as opposed to casual fans, you need to res- respect the audience a little bit and be a little clever in the writing for a heel like Root. Root doesn't have to say what he said, if, if I'm writing for Bobby Roode and knowing who Bobby is and Bobby's character, this is what I would do, kids. Okay, I, I would I would have go this route. Hey, Ty Dillinger, whatever made you think that you're on the same level as me to be a tag team partner of mine? Yeah. I asked you to be my partner. Absolutely. But I did it because I felt bad for you. That's why I did it, Ty. I felt bad for you. And let's face it. I saw it in your eyes. You were begging for me to make you my partner. See, that's a little bit more clever. It's a little bit more depth. Instead of just having Bobby say, he wanted to be my partner. You can't do that. You gotta, you, there's got to be more layers to the creative of it. Again, nitpicking Jones. That's me. I know. I know that. I know. Yes. I know. I understand that. But this stuff's important. This stuff is important. It is. It is, Captain. Shut up! (laughs) (laughs) That was good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) 
Don't do that. I almost sneezed. We only had one person sneeze on the air, and it was not good when he did it. You remember that? I cannot have that on the show. I'm telling you right now. Cannot have that kind of uh, bowel movements on the show. I can't have that. We don't need bowel movements on the show. Don't need that. It's not. It's not right. We don't need to have that on the show. It's unprofessional, and it's sophomore. Oh my god Anyway So uh, speaking of Bobby Roode uh, We then saw him wrestle Sean Maluta And um, I remember Sean Maluta from uh, He was on the Cruiserweight gimmick Yes he was I think he got eliminated in the first round Very good talent Very good talent Good look Polynesian I believe he is in relation somehow To some of the Samoan dynasty I believe I don't remember I think so Um I liked it. Uh, I, you know, I don't think they should have had. You know, I think Sean is a guy who has potential to do something with. Does this kill him? No. This doesn't kill him, Maluta. But I don't. I don't. I know they're making rude, and I love rude. But I just don't think they should have did this. I, I don't. I don't think Maluta's the guy. You got to have all the talents there that you could do something with. I think Maluta's a guy you could kind of. And I don't know the kid, but I like him. I, I think he's a very good worker. I think he's got a boatload of potential. Obviously, his his genetics and his family bloodline and the success in our industry is you. Well, not my industry anymore, but the industry I was in. Uh, now I'm, I'm in this uh, radio industry, uh, which is going great, by the way. Awesome. <laughs> really kicking ass. It's awesome. You even stuff. have a studio audience. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's going really good, buddy. My next goal is to have a real studio. I'm tired of working in this room. <laughs> Done. I'm out of here soon. Well, actually, you know what, dude? When you leave, I'm leaving. How about that? You quit, I quit. All right. Yes. yes. <laughs> what, you buddy? <laughs> you got the uh, gimmick uh, Malacca uh, gyro stand, and I'll do the freaking uh, uh, the empanada stand. Empan- there we go. Right on. Uh, we'll do right on 50th Street, bro. <laughs> Be great. Made me think back to the Mr. Softy rivalry <laughs> turf wars over the summer. Oh, we'll be partners. We'll play salsa music. It'll be great, bro. Captain Taz, we're riding again. You don't I, want me anywhere near I kind of like the Rich Swan song. Maybe we can hack that. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, uh, no, I'm not quitting, by the way. So I can't have this contract. It's like ironclad. They won't let me out. You are not leaving ever. Happy to be here, guys. Thank you. So anyway, uh, yeah, I, I look, I think look, it doesn't kill Maluda, but I do think that, you know, they could have put someone else in that role. Or can decide. You could have. Rude wins the match. Um, now, Rude uh, cut a promo towards Dillinger. Now, I want to I explain to you guys something that went really wrong here. Okay, this is something, a mistake, again, by the announcers. Okay? And it's, it's because they're, I don't know if anybody taught them this or not. It's, it's a tough thing to do. But they made a little error, in my professional opinion. Something that I made a mistake on when I was early on doing this. And I was talked to right away how to do it the right way because I didn't know. I learned it from Kevin Dunn. Okay? This was when I first started doing the announcing. So, pay attention here, right? So, there's a run-in. The run-in is by Ty Dillinger. He comes in. He attacks Bobby Roode. And Rude powders away, which is good because now Dillinger's showing some fire. He's pissed off. 
creatively we've seen this angle done five billion times in the business and we'll see it another five billion going forward because it works running quick heel powders babyface gets his you know come on you son of a bitch and the guy runs I, i'm cool with it i love it and there's nothing wrong with the creative behind it the problem is the announcing subtle subtle real nuance little baby subtle thing as soon as donja slid under that rope he's wearing sweatpants Sneakers, his hair's in a ponytail, whatever it was, he's got no shirt on. Soon as he slides in, I'm paraphrasing kind of Phillips. I think it was Phillips said, Ty Dillinger, oh my God, here's Ty Dillinger. You, you, you can't. You have to truly watch your monitor and make sure it's him. What do you mean, Taz? He knows it's him. No. People watching him, when I watched the monitor, I was led by the announcers. I know that Dillinger's in an angle with Rude. I know Rude dicked him over. I know Dillinger's pissed. I just saw him in a pre-tape before the match with Maluda with Rude that Dillinger was in the training room. So I know they're going to have a match at TakeOver. I saw the graphic for Toronto. Dillinger, Rude, got it. I know all that. Don't lead me and tell me it's Ty Dillinger until you, Mr. Announcer, See him on your monitor. Because what you see on your monitor, I see at home. But when you, Mr. Announcer, don't look at your monitor and you're watching the rampway, I don't see that as the viewer at home. You're leading the audience and you're upcutting what we are seeing as viewers at home. It's a very, very, very important thing. You have to wait until you really see it's the guy. Especially if he's not in his wrestling gear. Which he don't need to be in his gear. He came out in street clothes with no shirt on, which is smart. Wait, is that, is that, oh, oh it is, it's Ty Dillinger. There it is. This is not good. Oh, Ty Dillinger's coming in. No. Until you see his effing face, man, you can't say that. Unless he's got a, unless Ty Dillinger has a giant tattoo on his back of an eight ball. And every time we see him, he has an eight ball on his back. So now he slides in and we see a big-ass eight ball. And that must be Ty Dillinger because he's got a big-ass eight ball on his back. Okay, now that I get. He has no eight ball on his back. Somebody that works on the show hears the word eight ball and they're like, eight ball? <laughs> hey, wait a minute now. What the hell? What the hell? Wait a minute. Will you stop? So anyway, I digress. Not so. even a members-only jacket. <laughs> nothing. So anyway, that's something. Now, Cap, I don't know if did you just learn something. Yes. Oh, God, you're so disingenuous. <laughs> I've heard you say this a lot before, though. Just a lot. To the monitor. Oh, so I'm redundant. Oh, I see what's going on. <laughs> the truth comes. So you're saying I'm redundant. That's what you're saying? No. Yeah, you know, you're saying I'm redundant. That's what you're saying. I'm just, you, kind of, you kind of implied I'm a little redundant. You're saying you're driving the point home, sir. Oh, that's so <laughs> bush league. But I have a, you know, new viewers and listeners that maybe yeah. haven't heard me oh, say this. That. It's an important thing. Did you think this when you watched it? No. Ah. So all the lessons you learned from me here that you're going to steal and take to some other show. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. You, you haven't learned nothing, basically. You sat here just collecting that big-ass fat paycheck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shut up! I'm done with the tablets. <laughs> I see what's going on here. I see exactly what's going on. All right, hey, uh, Noah, uh, Alabama. You're on the Taz Show, big guy. Hey, what's up, Taz? What's up, Captain? How you doing? What's going on, Happy? Uh, I can't complain too much. Yeah. All right. Now, NXT last night, I thought it wasn't too bad of a show, really. I liked it. 
I thought it was good. I really did. I mean, um, you know, I, I just explained my whole gimmick with the the rude stuff. I like Rude and Dillinger. I like the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I uh, I'm going to get into talking about Sandy a little bit. Nikki Cross. I have some thoughts on that. But I like her. I like the Sandy gimmick. Uh, you know, uh, the Patrick Clark thing threw me for a loop. Is that the first time he's done the Jimi Hendrix? Thing? I haven't seen him. It's the second or third time I, I've I seen him do that. Mm-hmm. You've seen him, Noah? I don't remember seeing. I him. have that. That's uh, actually I think his second appearance on TV since. Uh, his tough enough ordeal. That gimmick is called a rib. Okay, that's what I'm telling you. Trust me. That's inside baseball. Uh, how can I help you, sir? Um, from NXT, what really stuck out to me oh, yeah. was the Roderick Strong debut. Yes, with uh, Austin Aries, yeah. I really dug it, but I got a kick out of that tag team they competed against. Yeah, um, the one dude who played fo- – and that's where uh, – what's his name? Uh, Phillips did a good job explaining that the guy pl- – what's his name? Uh, Knight played football mm-hmm. at uh, at Arizona State. And the other cat, man, he was really – talk about Stocky Jones. That should be his name, actually. Stocky Jones. <laughs> Stocky Jones. <laughs> that's a good name. So, <laughs> yeah, I got a kick out. I thought they were good. I, I agree. I, I, I see these guys maybe sometime after the Classic down the road, I could see them being the ones to get that big rivalry with the um, the authors of Pain. Yeah, that's not a bad idea because you could do some good stuff. Um, you know, to your, to your point, Connor, you know, from a baby, baby face, I should say, perspective uh, with um, – What's his name? With Knight and uh, what's the other guy's name? Dazovic. Dazovic, yeah. You could do some pretty, like, kind of humoristic type of funny stuff, I think, Noah, with those two mm-hmm. guys. You know, I because they're they both, they both got a lot of charisma, you know what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, with the name Otis Dazovic, I mean, that's just money in itself. I mean, that really doesn't flow off the tongue, but it's funny. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, that's it. What else you got, buddy? Well, that's it, huh? Shout out. You shout out to the Tide. Oh, Another- oh yeah. Well, you know. Uh, no, I hate to bring up any, because I know at times there's rivalries with some Taz show listeners from different parts of the United <laughs> States. I don't want to go any further, but I'm just saying somebody called it to the show that is not from the state of Alabama. They're from a state that starts with an A, but not Alabama. And how is that all going with you and that guy? Uh, well, the Razorbacks won this past weekend, so right. that enjoyment for me is over. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But did one's Twitter page get changed to have a elephant on there or the uh, Alabama A? What happened with that? He, he held up his end. He did change the logo. Uh, good for Mr. Arkansas. Keeping his word. That's cool. All right, buddy. Well, look, I appreciate you jumping on. All right, I'll Catch you later, Taz. Take care there, buddy. See ya. All right, that's the Noah Howell. Yeah, so uh, anyway, that's the deal on that. It's, you know, sometimes some of the, the true hardcore fans of the show, at times they – they have fun with each other. Sometimes it gets a little nasty. <laughs> that one, that angle is not. That's, that's a fun college football angle. Some of those folks down south, though, they take their football a little bit serious. They get a little crazy sometimes. You got to be careful. You really got to be careful with something. They get a little nuts. They do. I'm going to kick your ass. I respect the passion. Respect the. Pa- we have some people on uh, that are fans of the show here. Well, not we, me, because that would imply you, Captain, but you're quitting the show. You're leaving me. That actually take the show very passionate. They're very serious about the show. And they're very defensive online about the show. Slamming bods and beyond. And I, I believe it. I, it's true. It's a shoot. And I appreciate it. You know what I mean? I do. Going to break here in a second. We're going to be on Facebook Live on the other side of break at Facebook.com slash The Taz Show. It's always fun being on Facebook. Oh, yeah. They'll all be on there. 
Lots of thumbs and hearts. Hey, Taz, good moment. Hey, good moment, jobber. Hey, Nub, what's up? Hey, Nubby! Oh, yeah. Hey, Taz, did you talk about Rich Swan and Noah Jose yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen. Good point. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, did you talk about Patrick Clark looking like he's supposed to be Jimi Hendrix? Not, not, not hey, really. Taz, Shaq Lawson's back. <laughs> <laughs> the Bills defense, did you hear? They're going to be great. Oh, boy. That Belichick and his tablets. Uh, <laughs> catch up, Jones. Oh, yeah. That's at the Facebook. Yeah. Soon that's going away. Soon you'll have no Facebook Live, guys. Be something, I think, so, a little better, better, right? Better. Yeah, it's actually going to be better. I talked about that a little bit. It's going to be, uh, we're going to break in a minute. But it's going to be on uh, at TazShow.com where you guys can interact, right? Uh, just like you do with each other and with the show on uh, the gimmick sidebar typing text, whatever it's called. Like you do on Facebook Live. Same same thing, Jones, at TashShow.com. It's coming. Pretty good deal. And it'll eventually be off of Facebook Live. Uh, that's just the way it goes. Yes. I look on the break. Other side of the break, I'll continue talking NXT. We'll try and do a little bit of uh, Lucha Underground. I didn't watch it. The captain did. And we'll be on Facebook Live. Uh, Tash Show. Be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Taz Show, Fourth Quarter City here, Thursday edition. And, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was just checking something out. I want to thank this one cat on, uh, well, first of all, Rob Nasty on the Twitter. Put together a pretty cool-looking uh, I'm a Taz Show guy t-shirt. It's pretty cool. It's pretty funny. Retweeted that. Tag clothesline of pro wrestling tees. Maybe they'll do something like that. We'll see. Also, Fred Cotto, C-O-T-T-O. I want to thank him. He sent me a link here uh, to, I don't know when this was, so I apologize. Oh, it looks like it's actually my bad from yesterday, actually. And it's uh, Bobby Lashley uh, doing some MMA public workout in Memphis, Tennessee. Coincidentally enough, outdoors on Beale Street in Memphis, those from the area, I know the area know how famous Beale Street is, in front of none other than Jerry the King Lawler's pub, his bar, restaurant, whatever he has there. So Jerry was obviously a big part of this promotion for Bellator. And Jerry was kind of emceeing the event in the ring. And it's just free for people to watch. A couple of MMA guys just mix it up. And Bobby was one of them. Uh, and Bobby was funny. He's sparring with, with a sparring partner who had gloves on. And Bobby uh, just had a baseball cap on and was just like fighting, like, like he was just hanging out. It was pretty funny, though. And Bobby's great. Love Bobby. But I find this interesting because he got uh, Lola, who works for WWE for like 6,000 years. And, and, you know, Bobby's a TNA guy. You know, and it's like public uh, public gimmick here. It's I, I wonder. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. If I mean, Jerry can do whatever he wants, I guess. But he's under contract to Vince. This guy's with TNA, but who knows? Maybe TNA is owned by Vince anyway. <laughs> so it might not matter. So Jerry Law and Bobby might be co-workers soon again, like years ago. <laughs> but I don't know. Whatever. It, it was cool. It's great to see Bobby do his thing a little bit, and and that King. Um, yeah, did this promotion. I thought it was pretty cool. It wasn't bad. Horrible job on that fade, by the way. Great job. Way to go, buddy. Awesome. Really mailing it in. Ah! Thanks. Oh, yeah. You don't care no more. <laughs> you don't care. Yeah, Taz, take all the shots you want, Taz. You know what, Taz? You're a prick douche. And when people yeah. listen to the audio on demand, it's going to sound just fine. And they're just going to be like, what's Taz talking about? <laughs> oh, Burial Jones. Burial by producer. That's what that's called. Yeah, yeah. 
Thanks. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, well, you could simply take out me saying that, but you won't. Oh, no. Make it louder. <laughs> you repeat it a little bit. <laughs> slow motion. The whole thing. Slow mo audio. Hey, Video Brian, he's just slow mo Taz saying this. Please let's bury him all the way. The whole thing. This is what I live with. This is how it's done here. We're on a Facebook Live, by the way. Okay, what the? We're on Facebook Live at facebook.com slash the Taz Show. So you can jump on there. Some people are on hold for a long time. Uh, you know, I uh, I feel bad about that. So I, I think I need to. Oh, my God. I'm going to smash myself in the face. Got these big meat hands. Hey, uh, who we got here? JB from uh, Louisiana. Are you on uh, Taz Show? Hey, Taz. Good moment. How y'all doing? Good moment. How are you, sir? Good, good. Uh, just on my way to an interview. Uh, I oh, did oh not wait, watch... uh, interview. Is this for a new job? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, listen. Good luck, dude. I, I hope. Hopefully, you get this job, and uh, maybe I can get ten percent of what you're uh, making. <laughs> you know, that might be good. There you go. There you go. Hey, if you put, you call and put a good word in. I'll give you ten percent. Oh, you know what? If I'm calling, you give me twenty. That's a whole other story. <laughs> How can I help you? <laughs> um, I didn't watch NXT, but one thing I wanted to bring up and talk to you about was. Uh, the Raw and SmackDown issues, a lot of times you'll talk about how on Raw they'll do something and they see it doesn't work or they see they need to fix something, and they'll fix it and they'll do it on SmackDown, which makes SmackDown a better show. Right. But what I don't understand is if they do, in fact, do that, why does the Raw pattern seem to repeat itself each and every week? Why don't they fix that? Because there, uh, there's a little bit of a... Um, hmm. It's a good question, but there's a little bit of a, an ego uh, kind of arrogant thing going on there, I think, by some of the people in charge that they think, they really think, especially Vince, they really think they know what you guys want to see and what we want to see. So even though they'll fix it on uh, SmackDown, I think they go back to the pattern of something, let's let's go with this, this will work, blah, 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 on Raw, and then it, it kind of flops again. Um, so I, I don't know if... I think I'm answering your question. It's a good question, but I, I think that's what it is. Just from working in that system, there is a little bit of a, a holier than thou. We we know more. We are we are the king, and that's the attitude there. And then okay, let's fix it on day two. Okay, and then there's a few days of buff in the middle of it where they go back to that pattern of I think we're going to go this route. This will work. They'll like this, and it's just that's. I think I really think that's what it is. I mean, it's an excellent question in your part, seriously. Well, I mean, I could definitely understand. You know, sometimes they do they do know better than the fans. The fans are very fickle. Um, I I spend a lot of time on um, internet wrestling dirt sheets, and I read comments and stuff. One day they love the WWE, the next they they hate the WWE. And I try not to be like that. I try to mm. be conservative. I try to be understanding. You know, with the product and stuff. But some things that they make it hard for me to understand why they keep doing the same thing. Yeah, I, I, I'm telling you why, brother. It's an arrogant thing, and and that's what it is. It's just they, it's what they want. It, it's they think you they think you want to see what they want to see, and it's mostly Vince. I'm telling you that right now. I, and and here's the thing, dude. I, I I'm not a huge fan of the dirt sheet thing myself. You know, but. But I, I've been guilty many times of one day I'll love something WWE does and one day I won't. And that's just any show. I could go, 
if I watch, you know, ten football games, if I watch five football games on Sunday, some I might like, some I might not. If I go to a to three see stand-up comics and I'll watch three uh, different acts, I might like one, might not, might see the same comic next week and hate the guy, and might love them last week. I'm just saying. I, I so I think in defense to the dirt sheet writers and all that kind of jazz and the hardcore fan, because you. JB, sound like you're not a hard, hardcore fan, though, right? You, it doesn't seem like that. Oh, I've been uh, – I'll, I'll put it like this. I'm a hardcore WWE fan. I've followed the WWE since the 90s. I don't follow a lot of wrestling outside of WWE. I tend to follow TNA from time to time. I don't watch Lucha. I try to watch New Japan as much as I can or Ring of Honor. I'm not a hardcore wrestling fan, but I love the WWE. Okay, no, that's fine. And I, I, think that, I think that's badass, and that's cool. When I say hardcore, I mean, like, you know, it seems like you're not reading uh, stuff, internet wrestling stuff every day. You know, you're checking it out sometimes here and there. Yes? No? I'm just curious. I'm asking oh, yeah, for yeah. a reason. Absolutely. Okay. Every, that's a, no, it, it's, it's a few times a day, actually. Oh, you do it every... Okay, so you are a hardcore fan. Okay, yeah. I stand corrected. Well, see, some people get confused when they hear the word hardcore fan. They, they're like, no, I am a hardcore fan because I love wrestling, I love WWE, and I watch it every week. I've been watching for 20 years. Yeah, that's a, that's a true fan, a hardcore fan in my opinion. I'm not saying one's better than the other, by the way, JB. Don't take it the wrong way. A, a, no, no. a hardcore fan, which I look at, is someone who is Mike Johnson of the world. Like Mike Johnson is a hardcore reporter and fan. And the people that jump on PW Insider and subscribe to the elite stuff are great people. But what they do is they really live and die by every little thing in the industry from a fan perspective. Are you in that world? Mm-hmm. You are? Mm-hmm. All right. Don't get hot. I'm just asking. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I, no problem. Now, here's the thing. For me, for me, like I said, sometimes I, 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 I love stuff WWE does. As of late, a lot of times I don't. And I just, my thing is I have no agenda, okay? I call as I see it. There are a lot of guys, JB, who do shows about that, that, that worked in WWE like I did or worked in other companies, and they're going to put a lot of stuff over all the time because they're trying to curry favor to get back and get a job with WWE because they need right. it. I don't need a job with WWE. I'm not looking to play nice with WWE. I try to play nice with WWE from a professional standpoint uh, because if I ever needed guests or if they want to do business with CBS and my show, on a network, which we had light talks about a while back, and then they handled things the wrong way. And I'm like, okay, fine, thank you, bye-bye. And now I'm going to call it the way I've always called it, the way I see it. And that's not changing, i got to be honest with my audience. So to, back to the point here, I, I, you know, I, I think that when you say WWE does know better than the fan, that I disagree with. That's what you said, right? Yes, I did. There was, there, was, there was a little bit of a, you know, they've been doing this for a few years. They're, they've been successful at points. That's kind of it. I tread lightly when I say that, when I say that they know a little better. Like, they've, met, they've had success. They've had a pattern that they've made millions off of. Right. I mean, Vince is not a dummy. No. God, no. I've learned a ton from Vince. He's more than, he's a genius. He's not a dummy. No, he's, I agree. But, but, check this out, bro. Here's the thing. They have been running on autopilot for about 20 years, okay? And, and they can. And I just saw a thing before I did the show today that was about, um, it was something with, um, I, I want to say it was something on Fox Sports. And thank you for calling, JB. I appreciate it. And good luck on your interview. 
I saw a thing. It was something on Twitter, and somebody sent it to me, I believe, and I can't remember who. Thank you, whoever it was. And it was a deal where um, uh, Fox Sports, that they put out a thing, hey, Goldberg is back in WWE. What are other top ten wrestlers or acts we want to see back in WWE? And they had people on there. I don't remember. Or like CM Punk, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, um, Jim Ross. You know, different different uh, talents. All great talents. Like ten of them. Don't remember them all. I, I was actually in the bathroom when I was watching, reading this. I'll be honest with you. So anyway, um, I laughed. I, I laughed. I'm like, you know, I, the, the WWE doesn't need to do any of this. They, 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 they are about, I talked about this a while back. It's like the way ECW was. ECW was got, got to a point that it wasn't about, about one act drawing money for the company. It was about the brand ECW. The, the, the three letters drew the money. And that's WWE right now. And, that's, and that, they've been like that for many, many years. That's why I said they've been on autopilot for 20 years. Because they could try things and do things wrong, right? Whatever. That's part of the tough job of writing TV twice a week, just on SmackDown Raw. That's the tough part of the job. You're going to make mistakes, absolutely. You're going to make mistakes. That goes without saying. It's a tough, tough job being a creative that, that much. Trust me. I do a show every day. It's not easy. Okay? And, and, and the thing is, man, it's like they've been on autopilot. They've look, it proves it. When they have someone like Kevin Owens as their universal champion and they do not promote and use him the proper way, and he's sharing spotlight, and they're not buttoning up stories with Triple H that he came in and he beat the piss out of Seth Rollins and he helped Kevin Owens win the title and they haven't revisited, we don't see Triple H, like stuff like that. It's disregard for the fan with the fan to tighten up stories. They don't care what we think. They care, but they don't. Well, that doesn't make sense. It actually does. They care when they need to care. Trust me. It's a fact. It's a fact. Okay. So, (laughs) the look on your face right there. Okay, we have someone on the line. I don't know who it is. So you know what? Call screener. Please do your job, or you're fired. I don't know. There's people. I don't know what's going on. Now we got a problem with. The, are we okay on Facebook Live? It looks like the feed's been interrupted for some what reason. What the hell? That's what someone just said. Interrupted broadcast, Jones. What is going on? Phone line. Well, now it looks like it's back up. What is happening? Are we being taken over here? <laughs> Trying to survive for ten more minutes. Are we having a problem? Are we good? Let me check. Hold on. Give me a second. Those listening to the AOD. Okay, I think we're good. What was going on there? So anyway, that's my point about the being on autopilot. I mean, and that they do care with the fans. There's still a problem with the Facebook Live, by the way. I just see some Yeah, video. stopped again on me. Yeah, what's going on here? I don't know. People are still making comments. Uh, I see the comments. Jason Kunky says, uh, show off again. It's frozen. Tom Bufa. Now it's back, it looks like. Now it's off. There's obviously an issue. If anything, go to Tasho.com. I think maybe oh, that's right. can catch yeah, it there. Yeah, hey, guys, go to Tasho.com uh, if you can hear me. And um, you can do that. Uh, Calvin Beta says WWE's hacking the Wi-Fi. There's a great chance of that. Um, we'll send out a... Uh, I got to type in. I'm going to say go to <laughs> Tasho.com. 
dot com. Go. So there we go. <laughs> I, I got the joke. Bastard. Slamming bods and beyond. There's all sorts of like faces with sunburn on their head. <laughs> what does that mean, dude? Oh, that's the angry face. I didn't do anything. I think people are angry that the uh, feed's getting interrupted. Tom Bofa, he's back. And he said, <laughs> it's back. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Cody Ennis says, spotty reception, Jones. He's right. Chan Man said, ha ha, Jones. <laughs> <laughs> that's a new one. That's a new one. The Chan Man. He's bringing the wood. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a good chance you're behind this. I'm starting to think. Oh, of course. Oh, we're going to start to see this happening more. <laughs> oh, you're a pirate. Pirate Jones, you're doing something. Yep. The pirates. Who's more intelligent? Pirates or Vikings? This is interesting. I don't know. We need a poll. Are we going to have a poll? That's and a maybe, poll. maybe some trivia in That's my last week? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. All right. Let's give it a whirl. Yeah, we're out in Virginia. You're on the Taz Show. What's going on, Taz? What's going on? Good moment, sir. Hey, I was just calling to see, man, like... I've been a fan of WWE all my life. I'm 32, man. What's going on with their creative? Like, they used to have all these great characters like Hogan, Macho Man, Austin, Rock. Like, they just don't create them anymore. Like, when Austin's music used to hit, you used to know it was going down. I'd really get into it. Like, there's guys I like, like AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, but there's no one to, like, hook me. Like, when Goldberg came out the other night, I was never a big fan, but, like, I was into it. His intensity, the way he hits, they don't have no one big names to like do that anymore well i think they have and that's a good point i think a lot of people feel your pain i, I agree with you by the way um i do think it's it's this uh you know rob I, I think a lot of it has to do with oversaturation uh the show is three hours long raw that's number one smackdown's two hours okay that's five hours right off jump nevertheless stuff you can get at wwe network most different original programming they have then nxt so right away it's it's a lot three hours and what happens is, dude, you're seeing these guys every single week, and it's like the same stuff every single week. And I've said this many months ago on the show here, Rob, that I really strongly feel there's a lot of complacency in the booking. because, yeah. and, and it ties into my point earlier. I mean, I, I said in uh, this segment, I said that WWE's been on autopilot for 20 years. That's probably an exaggeration. I, I take back 20 years. They've been on autopilot for about eight years. Okay, seriously, like they really have. And, 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 and until they really have to, they're going to really panic, and they don't. I mean, look, like, I keep going back to Kevin Owens. Okay, they had an opportunity, and they had a quarter an audible because of the injury to Finn Balor with the Universal title. And they put it on, on the right guy in Kevin Owens, and they, they've, they've made a joke out of that championship, and they're pushing Kevin like horrid. You know, and, and, I really, and so I'm just saying, right there, you lose some connectivity to the character known as KO. You know what I mean? Do you agree? You don't agree? I'm curious what you think. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. And also, you touched on it a few minutes ago. That really burns me up, that Triple H thing. That was a great ending to Raw like a month or two ago. 
to get KO the belt, and now they don't put Triple H back on TV because they want to do a match with Seth Rollins, supposedly, months down the road. Why not do it now? Like, we hear nothing well, about it. Well, even if they don't do the match now, let's say they want to do that Mania or at Royal Rumble or whatever, you know, wh- why not? Why? <laughs> what they should have done was addressed it right away the following week with Triple H somehow, some way involved in something, a promo, something, not just he disappears. You know, right. now you're making everybody want to see Triple H week after week after week after week. And we should not want to see Triple H because you know why, Rob? Triple H is not the guy on the house shows drawing money. Triple H is not the guy with the merchandise we're trying to make money with. We're trying to make new stars, not Triple H. So you're making Triple H more important by making us wait for him. I agree, man. It's crazy. They need to focus on the stars that are there every week. Exactly. And thank you, Rob, for calling. Good observation. Good point. And if I don't mind saying so, I myself, I had a great point. Thank you, Captain. Taz, you had a great point. <sighs> Shut up, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming out That's now. That's my new thing. Shut up, everybody. <laughs> Somebody, I don't know if they tweeted on Facebook Live earlier, said that I, they like, I don't remember who it was, that I told Handsome Johnny Throwing a trivia or maybe lost mail to shut up or something. <laughs> like, did I? I Johnny. Did, oh, Johnny, Johnny said it's during the. It was during the pop culture segment. Oh, so Johnny's the one who, who tweeted this. <laughs> well, he has multiple accounts, right? He does. He's like he's like Seth. Yeah, he's like Seth. He's like Seth. <laughs> Absolutely. He's got the egg picture. Nathan Carnell says, "Great point, Jones." Joseph Betrod, "Great point, Jones." Everybody's hacking everybody. Everybody's. Put me over, and I don't believe any of them. Just hacking and laughing. It's just, yeah, everyone. J.P. Turner says, up, shut, Jones. I think he meant shut up, Jones. Dyslexic Jones, I digress. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I, you know, look. I, I feel like people are, are legit. That guy who just called, Rob from Virginia, he was legitimately pissed like about, like, when, when I brought up the point, and it, it, a bell went off his head about Triple H, and about the Seth Rollins, it's like, yo, you're, you're right, dude. What's up with that? Yo, people are mad because they invest time in watching the show and they don't want to be pissed off. They don't want to be insulted. They don't want to be, you know, where you don't follow up with stuff. And why are we making a superstar out of a guy who's a star already, who's in his mid-40s, who's part of the corporate office? Stop it. You want to do a match with... With, uh, with Seth Rollins and make him a baby face and have him go against Triple H at WrestleMania, that's cool. And you're going to have Seth win, you better. But do something since all those weeks went by with the Universal title. We need to see Triple H a little bit. Something needs to happen with this. It's already passed. I think people forgot about it. Seriously. And they want you to forget until Triple H reappears again. Big Pop Jones. Big Pop Jones. What are you turning this guy into? That's what happens. The longer you wait and you keep a talent off air, absence makes the heart grow fonder. The bigger pop he's going to get. Goldberg. Never seen a guy forever. And he, he was a tremendous act and, and he did a great job the other night. But oh my God, people were like, oh my God, thank God Goldberg is here. Oh my God, yes, yes. All of a sudden, Goldberg's a savior? Like, it, 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 I mean, really, like, you know, it's because he hasn't been on TV, because he was a big star during the hottest era. 
know what I mean? And it's like... It's really similar when Sting came back too, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to end every show. All right, so that's a uh, another edition of the Tash Show, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to let you know that... That's another edition in the books, and I had a lot of fun uh, interacting with you guys on the phone. Thank you for calling. And for all of you nubs on the Facebook Live, sorry for the little bit of the technical issue, but uh, it looks like it's back rolling now. Perfect time to end the show. So uh, thank you guys for jumping on and interacting there. Uh, I didn't get a chance to fully go into all of our discreet sound. To go all of, I know what, backtrack Jones. Stop! 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 We're not ending this show right now. The show... Must go on! We are not ending the show! No! No, we are not! Swerve City Jones! Swerve you! Yes! Because I am not done talking about Richie Williams said, Cut the music! <laughs> that was funny. Um, I am not done speaking about the NXT. I am not false advertising Jones. That's not me, Captain. You know that. Of course. This is why I'm successful. I talked about Bobby Roode and Sean Maluta and the Ty Dillinger running. For those on Facebook, if you didn't hear it, you got to watch the the, the, uh, the VOD or listen to the AOD. The announcers need to watch their monitor. Ty Dillinger ran in. I gave you a little learning tree moment there. There's a lot of learning trees in the show. Backstage, Liv Morgan. She got attacked again by Peyton uh, Royce and... Uh, Billy Kay. Yes, the dark-haired girl, Billy Kay. I like the heel thing with these two girls. They said they're basically taking over the division. I think that's cool. A lot of thumbs up, people on Facebook Live. They appreciate that I'm not false advertising, Joe, and we're going fifth quarter city. They they love me. They love me on Facebook. That's why you got to like and share the friggin' page, okay, people? You don't do nothing for me. I do everything for you people. Do something for me. Buy a hat. <laughs> that needs to be a, uh, you, you know, that's your, your parting gift to the show. <laughs> How bad is that? That's what you're going to leave for the show. A soundbite of you doing that. That is tremendous. Um, anyway, Roddy Strong debuted, tagged up with Austin Aries in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic uh, against uh, Tucker Nike and uh, Otis Gimmick-Schnabitz. And I- I'll tell you, uh, we talked a little bit about this earlier, but Roddy Strong, huge fan of this guy. The guy's legit. Love Austin Aries. Consider both these cats friends of mine. Been on my show, the whole deal. This is the team that's going to win the whole gimmick. Uh, okay, prediction, Jones. They're going to win the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Classic, I should say. Uh, so you're going to have uh, basically... Where are they on the other side of the bracket? What are we doing here? They're at uh, top. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Oh, thank you. They're playing. They're playing. They're, they're competing against TM61. Austin Aries is strong. They're going to beat them. And Sanity is going to face the winner of Atami and Abush. It's going to be Atami. Uh, I'm sorry. It's going to be uh, a, a TJ Perkins and Perkins, Ibushi. that's right. And Ibushi. Yeah. Against Dorado and Ali. Uh, TJ's team will win that. Sanity. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that the... Uh, I'm not going to give it the finals, but I'm going to say that I'm going out and say Austin Aries is going to win this thing along with my man Roddy Strong. They're going to be the, the victors in this uh, tag team, Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. I definitely think that's what's going to happen. Anyway, um, big fan of both those guys. I, I like the debut. I mean, I love Roddy. I think they could have made a bigger deal out of this, to be honest with you. It was a little impromptu Jones, but it's cool. 
Um, Sanity. So Sanity, Nikki Cross from Sanity. This is Eric Young's group. I love the music, love the entrance, love the look, love the whole deal. Nikki Cross, this little girl, she's, she's a fire plug. She's loaded with intensity. She's a Tasmanian devil-esque. Uh, she's wild. She's crazy. Uh, she wins the match. She beats Daniela Carmella and um, a rhyming city named Jones. And Nikki wins the match. And I, as, this is funny, and I swear to God this happened. While Nikki is wrestling this girl, Daniela, I'm watching Sanley, Eric Young, and the other two cats on the outside. And I'm thinking, why are the other two guys not getting into a fist fight with each other and Eric Young trying to break them up? Like, these people are crazy. That's what Sanley should be doing. Like, they almost hate each other, but they love each other. And then sure enough, the match ends, Nikki wins, and they're trying to hold back Nikki after the match, and she turns around and drills Eric Young in the face, which I thought was awesome. And I'm like, wow, okay, that's what I kind of was saying to myself they should have did with the other two cats on the outside. I think you'll see more of this, where they're kind of just fighting with each other, but it's love, because they're nuts, and it's going to work. The gimmick's cool. Nitpicking Jones. Uh, Nikki uh, Cross, if you're listening to me or uh, anybody knows her, just a suggestion. Maybe I'm wrong, but this is what I think. Don't chew gum. There's no reason for someone from this gimmick who looks like her and acts like Nikki, she shouldn't be chewing gum. Oh, God, Taz, that's so minute. It's not minute. Someone like this in this character should not be going to a store to buy chewing gum. I'm not kidding you. Well, maybe someone gave it to her. Maybe you should shut the F up. How about that? Told you earlier about shutting up. <laughs> Not you, Captain. It's going to be a new thing now. <laughs> yes. Don't you gum. You don't need it, Nikki. Be a violent, crazy, little crazy girl that, you, that you're working like, and that's what you should be doing. No gum. No gum. No gum. Then we saw Nakamura come out, cut a promo, and, and I'm a fan of Nakamura. I respect him. I love his work. I love that he's his English. He's trying to cut promos. I, I said to you guys many times on the show, this is going to be the problem if he ends up on Raw SmackDown to be a big money draw in my opinion I hope I'm wrong that for him to be able to draw legit money on the Vince McMahon's watch is the promo it's going to be hard for him he's speaking English I'm sure it's difficult for him he does a good job but it, it you know it's not it's not really conveying the message because his English isn't strong his first language is obviously Japanese he's a Japanese man anyway Patrick Law comes out in the, the Jimi Hendrick gimmick Patrick Clark experience, and it's kind of like a, I guess a homosexual type of, uh, what's the other word? Metro, not metrosexual. It's like a, yeah, something. It's a little strange. I, I think the gimmick is a rib on him, to be honest with you. Okay, I, maybe I'm wrong, but that's unless it's his idea. It could be. I don't know. So, uh, but anyway, he came out just to get bumped around a little bit by Nakamura. Joe came out on the ramp, small with Joe, and he can get back in the ring, which is what heels should do. Thank you for all these thumbs up, guys. Man, uh, hearts, thumbs up. I appreciate it on the Facebook Live. Uh, yeah, man. So, uh, you know, I, I like that Joe came out on the ramp. I think this is good. They're building this angle the right way, man. The booking is so simple on NXT, but yet so good. It's so good. It really is because it's smart. They win. It just the, the top angle shows you Nakamura and Joe. It's a little simple, little heat-building angle uh, segments. It's so smart. They use Patrick Clark as a conduit, as a sacrificial lamb, so uh, you could see the physicality by Nakamura and 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 Clark as a sacrificial lamb in that. Joe, heel, you get mad at him, get in the ring, Joe, you coward, what the hell, he won't. It's great. It's simple but smart. It really is. 
So, and Richie Wong on Facebook Live said, Raw should keep it simple like NXT. Yeah, I completely agree. That's my point. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, you know, uh, Andrea, Andre, Andrea uh, Bertratello said, Why is Samoa Joe on NXT and he was he's better than AJ Styles on TNA? Eh, you can't go by that. Who's better than who on, on TNA or whatever federation? It, that, you know, I understand the, the point, but it's, it's what the it, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. When it comes to booking, guys. Beauty's in the eye to beholder. Paul Heyman thought I was the cat's meow and thought I was world championship material and a guy he could, he could build a lot around. Thought the same thing about Sabu. He thought the same thing about Shane Douglas. He thought the same thing about Raven. Vince McMahon thought different. Doesn't mean Vince is right. Doesn't mean Paul was right. Beauty's in the eye of beholder. I like chocolate. You might like strawberry. That's all. It's that simple. It really comes down to that. So uh, that's it. I got to go. I'm done. Okay. I, I, otherwise, I need to give them an invoice where they're going to have to pay me like a ton more money for this. Oh, you know how I work, Cap. You know my deal. Oh, of course. Fifth quarter has ended. I appreciate everybody jumping on the Facebook Live. More like a post-game interview. Why is this? <laughs> Please don't ever tell me to shut up again. Uh, look, <laughs> the AOD will be available audio on demand in a little while. And the VOD, Video On Demand, will be available around 1 p.m. Eastern-ish. Please share, like the, the Facebook, and, and, and you know, go to everywhere. Watch the show, retweet it. it push me. I need a push! Mother effers! Everybody hit the Taz Show. I'm Taz. See you later. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man. They movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same. Cause we've been doing our own thing. Trying to stay up. I want to go back to days with no grades. We ordered the kids' meal. Play ball. That's all day now. Stuck looking at this Instagram page, but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now. I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at. So go and pour another drink just to get away. We gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay. I'm roughing, I won't let you go. Back since I was shooting hoops, new issues, you know what I've been going through. And it's for the team, no, I go for my dreams. I've been on tours and